Philippians 4, verse 4 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. A tiny virus... Uh, we don't know where it came from, uh, how it came to be, um, is shutting down the world. And its impact is, is really breathtaking. Um, by God's providence and his goodness, uh, he is scheduled for us to look at this passage from Philippians chapter, chapter 4 together. Um, do you know in this in this this environment of, of global panic and and crisis and shutdown, outward circumstances are, are just changing just so massively. Um, but this verse addresses not the outer circumstances, but our inner world, the deep world of our hearts. It talks about joy and about gentleness, um, about freedom from anxiety and, um, and prayer. And the promise here is a very beautiful inner peace and even an, out, an outer peace. Do you know, um, it says, may the peace, the peace of God will guard your heart. Alec Matir gives this image of a fortress. So just imagine now a, a, a fortress like a citadel, um, like a castle, and it's got very high walls. And um, the enemy is outside and it's, uh, the enemy is attacking the fortress, but there are guards on the walls of, of this fortress keeping it safe. So within... All within the fortress can be at rest and in quietness. Now the image is that this fortress, this citadel, is our heart. And there's an enemy, outer circumstances, there's an enemy outside um, and wanting to attack so that there will be trouble within. Um, it's, it's a fear, um, fear that wants to trouble the fortress of our heart. It could be the fear of disease or it could be the fear of 
financial loss or it could be the fear of food scarcity or it could be the fear of, of not having a job, it could be a fear of not having enough toilet paper. Um, but it, there are this, these terrible fears. And um, who guards? Who guards the citadel of our hearts, this fortress of our hearts? Who's the garrison? Who's the, the bunch of troops that are guarding the heart? And the scriptures say, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart. It's the peace of God. So there standing around our hearts is the very peace of God so that within this citadel, this quietness, um, there's peace. There's a beautiful, there's a beautiful active role of God's peace um, bringing quietness and protection for our hearts. So, even though we're scattered here this morning and we're, we're, we're all over the place, um, my desire that for each of us we will actually go deeper, we'll go deeper with Christ. And um, it's very, very important for that, for our inner hearts, We've got circumstances changing massively all around us. But what about our inner hearts? What about deep, deep within? Well, you say, how can I have that peace? And there are here, I see, five commands in this scripture that make our commands that will bring to pass uh, this peace. So let's let's look at them. The first one is in in verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. You know, to rejoice in something is to value it just really, really highly. And so to rejoice in the Lord is to value him above all things. And maybe you say, Well, I can't do that. I cannot. Um, in these circumstances, I cannot do that. But look, Paul is writing these words. He's in prison. He's in house arrest. He doesn't know whether he's going to live or he's, he's going to die. And he says it very strongly, so strongly that he says it twice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. <laughs> rejoice, rejoice. And so this is the beautiful Christian privilege, um, overthrowing our fears and, and our, um, and our troubles. It's, it's our, our rejoicing that, that we are called to do. And, um, how, you say, how do I do that? That's, I can't just switch that on. Well, the secret is in the text. Because it says, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the, irrespective of circumstances, in the Lord. And when I think about this, I'm preaching above myself. Because I know the circumstances that come and my my mind will um, go haywire and I'll panic. But this is saying, there is an, we are in the Lord. Christ, incredible this, you know. 
Christ has died. <laughs> and, and, and terrible wicked death. He's risen to new life and now we are in him. We are actually in him. And so it's we are rejoicing in him. We're rejoicing in the one who has conquered death and who is alive. So that's number one. But number two is let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Let your gentleness be evident to all. So that's what 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 others see uh, about us. Um, that gentleness, it's kind of like um, an uncomplaining acceptance of our circumstances. So, um, like, we've all heard it, I think, on, on the media, someone's down uh, in the supermarket and they're going for the pasta, but someone else wants that same bit of pasta. And so there's... There's the, and, and, and the Lord is saying, let your gentleness, your gentleness be evident to all. Just like it's, it's a reflection of Christ. Um, he was the gentle one. And so this is to be um, who we are, a gentle people. And it, 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 here's the reminder, for the Lord is near Do you know the Lord is near? We can be gentle because the Lord is near. The king, we we can be gentle because our king is near us. He's not far away. The first one is rejoice in the Lord. The second one, uh, let your gentleness to be evident to all. But the third one is, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, bring your thanks, uh, bring your requests to God. Do you know fear and apprehension uh, and distress? They're all marks of an unbelieving world, Um, because this present world is all all they've got. And so, of course, they have to hoard. They have to look after themselves. But for Christians, Paul is saying, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious about anything. You say, well, that's really going too far. I can't can't help it. I, I, I am anxious. But listen, there's a word in here for you. Something positive. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In other words, take your anxieties and and, and say, Lord, I'm I'm coming now to you in prayer. (laughs) I'm coming to prayer. Do you know this is very important for my own heart? Just even the last 24 hours, I've had to bring my anxious heart and say, Lord, look at my heart. I'm bringing my anxieties to you. I, 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 I'm laying them before you. Look, at, look, Lord, I'm bringing them to you. I'm, I'm leaving my troubles. I'm resting them on you. And, and with petition, it says, it says, 
with prayer and petition. And so in other words, please, Lord, help me. I'm submitting my case to you. I'm submitting my case to you, Lord. Thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. You are my God. You will not drop me. You have got me. And it says there, present your request to God. And so that means in my mind, let's be specific. Let's bring them, name them, and, and unload them and say, Lord, this is what is troubling me. I'm unloading them on you. In other words, we as Christians are people. And I'm just wanting this to be true for us, even though we can't be together. And we can't look around at the moment and get encouragement from each other. But we can look up. <laughs> and we can look up and say, Lord, we're looking to you. The fourth thing is to think. To think. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think. Think about such things. Do you know, if we are going to have this peace of God, this supernatural guarding of our hearts for peace, then our thinking is, is critical. <laughs> Think about such things. Do you know my mind, and yours too probably, will latch on to whatever is bad sometimes. We'll just mull over, just mull over. And, and the scriptures are saying, no, don't do that. No, turn off your TV, turn off the internet, turn off the radio, go outside, look, look at all that God has made and now think, think about good things, lovely things, admirable things, noble things, pure things, think, be careful what your mind does and think. And the fifth and last thing is to put stuff into practice. Listen to what it says in verse 9. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Hmm. That's interesting. In other words, this just can't be theory anymore. This just can't be that, um, oh yeah, we'll, we'll just do it in our heads. No. Whatever you've seen, whatever you have heard from me and seen, put it into practice. See how I've lived, the Apostle Paul says, and put it into practice. So as we finish just this time meditating on this scripture together, um, I want us to think, last of all, about this piece. Remember, verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a promise. That's a promise. 
the, the, the peace of God that transcends, like it transcends. It's not a peace that comes from this world. It's not a peace that because you've got your world all in under control and you've organized everything and, and you've got it so mapped out that you've got peace. No, it's not that kind of peace. It's a peace that transcends all understanding. It's a supernaturally God-given, heaven-sent peace and it, it comes to us to guard our hearts. It's a present experience of God himself. He, experience of God's power, of God himself. How does it do that? It's in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? It means it comes because of our relationship with Jesus. It becomes because of our our close relationship and walk with Jesus. Then this peace comes. But did you notice that in verse 7 it says, and the God of peace will guard your heart. And the, sorry, and the peace of God will guard your heart. But in verse 9 it says, and the God of peace will guard your heart. In other words, God will be with you. Do you remember when Jesus rose from the dead? <laughs> Do you remember the very first thing he said to his disciples? The very first words out of his mouth when they were there, he says, Peace be with you. Peace. He's risen from the dead and now what's he giving to us as his disciples? He's giving peace. And this promise is saying that the God of peace will be with you. He will not drop you. And there is no more magnificent promise than that. Sure, it's beautiful to be together, but when the God of peace is with you, he's with you. That's a beautiful thing, a precious thing. So my deep desire for each one of us, scattered across the city and scattered across the, the region, is that we would know this God of peace. I'm suggesting that, that you yourselves take your scriptures, even this passage of scripture, and, and go deep into it. We're, we're not really trying to provide here a worship experience for you, but just um, some enabling for you yourself to encounter the Lord more more deeply. And my prayer and desire very much for each one of us as we walk through this week is that we would know that the God of peace, the God is of peace, is with us. Let me pray. Um, we will sing, and um, and then I just I've got a few, three actually practical things that I, I wanted to share with you before we finish our time. Lord, I'm asking for myself and for my brothers and sisters that are gathered uh, in the city and even beyond the city. I'm asking that. Um, you would be our God, that we would that we would know you in deep ways. Lord, I'm praying 
that um, we would indeed be able to rejoice in you. I'm praying that um, that our gentleness would be evident to all. I'm praying that we wouldn't be anxious about anything, but in our prayers, Lord, that we would unload all those things on you. And Father, I'm 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 asking uh, with my brothers and sisters that what we think on this week would be on fantastic, beautiful things that are from you. And um, Lord, that we would put all this into practice, that it wouldn't be theory, so that you, Lord, would guard our hearts and grant us peace. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.